Gentlemen, gentlemen, welcome to another dad battle. Now is anybody, and I mean anybody at all, willing to face our champion? Gentlemen, my son joined the golf team at school, so I bought him an extra pair of socks in case he gets a hole in one. Hole in one. His dad jokes are so effortless. See that? That's why he's the champ. That's nothing. The other day, my daughter said a good Christian dad would buy her a car. So I said, well, a good Christian kid would walk. Because that's what Jesus did. Fathers! Listen up, son. Just because God picked your nose doesn't mean you should. <laughs> when you start paying the bills, you can make some of the rules. Come on! <laughs> Hold up! Who touched the thermostat? Yeah! That lawn isn't gonna mow itself. Let me stop what I'm doing and fix your boredom. Hi, Hungry. I'm Dad. I love the smell of Home Depot in the morning. Oh, yeah. 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 Just wait till your mother gets home. Yeah. Oh. What? Pull my finger. Nah. Just rub some dirt on it. things. I love you. No matter what. When God made you, he made something very special. The proudest day of my life is the day you made me a father. I thank God for you every time I get on my knees and pray. I get it. Who gives this woman? No. Don't you look at me. Who gives this woman to be married to this man? Her mother and I.
happy Father's Day. I, uh, I know that you dads have been looking forward to this season all year long. Hallmark Channel Christmas in July, right? No. You've been looking forward to these 37 minutes we get on this Father's Day that we're honored and thankful. And Listen, I know that for some of us, that video might bring up some memories from current times in which we live in or maybe some of our past. Uh, there's nothing like a good dad joke, right? In fact, uh, City, I know we'll have joke day probably and tell some, we were trying to help you guys out with some of those this week, but uh, there's nothing like a dad joke. And thanks for laughing at those when we tell them, sons and daughters and wives and everyone, thank you for that. I do hope though that that maybe you heard some words in that that were words that maybe you heard spoken over you, like, I'm proud of you. I pray for you. The reality is I know a lot of us walk into this room today and we carry wounds from a father. There's some hurts and some pains there, right? And, and, and I'll probably say it again, and, and, and I, wanna just, I want you to hear it even right now that, that, listen, you don't have to live in that past. You can choose this day to change and make a difference. Are you with me today? What was spoken over you or maybe what you have taken on as your identity Unless it meshes and matches with the way the God of heaven sees you, you need to, to steal a phrase from Elsa, just let it go. Let it, let it go. Because your father in heaven loves you, has a great plan and purpose for you, and he values you greatly. Frank, are we okay? Amen. There's a Frank here and a Frank here. My father-in-law is in the house today, and I'm so thankful for that. My mother-in-law kissed me just a second ago, so if there's red lipstick on my cheek, it's, it's hers. I know that. Uh, but happy Father's Day. We're glad that you guys are here. I, uh, I, I was in um, the Metroplex, the DF-Dub, as we call it, a few weeks ago, and I was in a, a Christian bookstore known as Mardell's. Round of applause if you've ever heard of, of Mardell's. Yeah. It, it, it is the Hobby Lobby of Christian bookstores, which which it, that means it hurts my wallet big time because my wife can, it's like a Bucky's. She cannot drive past one without stopping. You know, you, you, you grab a brisket sandwich in New Braunfels, but you need one in Temple as well, right? You know that, right? Well, we were in Mardell's and, and, and uh, you know, we, we dads give some vibes. Ladies, I want to just let you know a little bit, of, a, a little inside information about us dads. When we start walking out of a location, that means it's time to go. And, um, and we had been in Mardell's for like an hour and 17 minutes. And, and, and it was just, we were at the checkout register and, and the sound of the scanner just hurt my ears and I just had to get out of there. It was time to go and, and, and whatever. So, but as I was walking out, something caught my attention in, in the storefront window. There was a, there was a, a, a picture up there with, with some words on it. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I stole it and I wrote it down and it is the impetus, the, the, the reason for our message together today. Is that okay? So you can thank Mardell's, Hobby Lobby, Steve Green, their owner and whatever. We got to meet him uh, several months ago and he's actually a really, really nice guy. So, so shout out Hobby Lobby and Mardell's and Chick-fil-A and Dairy Queen. I mean, whatever. I mean, it's just, it's good, right? Here's what I saw that day and I want you to hear today. You need only two things in life. WD-40 and duct tape. If it doesn't move and should, 
use WD-40. If it moves and shouldn't, use duct tape. Come on, can I get an amen right there? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. That may be the, the highlight of our time together today, but, but isn't it true? It's 1953 in San Diego, California, three scientists were working on a project for the aerospace industry, and they were at a fledgling company, and, and, and they were trying to come up with something to help with water displacement in the aerospace industry, corrosion, rust. How could they minimize that? Because I'm just thinking that rust and corrosion is not good for any type of vessel that is orbiting through the air. We've got some NASA people over here. So, so, so these guys created a, a, a formula that would be a water displacement, and they were successful on the 40th attempt. So they created that day what we now know as WD-40. To them, in the official book, it was water displacement number 40. Of course, you and I are thankful for their efforts because not only did it help launch people into orbit, um, but, but we use it for times, oftentimes around our home, when things that should be moving just won't, Correct? Uh, some of you have sprayed it on door hinges. I would encourage you, if you do, you probably shouldn't, but wipe it off because it will leave black stains. Just research has proven that in my life. And bike chains, it's good for bike chains if you want to, but again, wipe off the excess or you're just going to start. But, but WD-40 gets things that should be moving but aren't. It kind of is a lubricant and gets it moving once again. Things that are corroded or rusted, this water displacement 40th attempt thing gets things moving that should be moving. You know, there are a lot of things in life that I love the smell of. I love the smell of fresh cut grass. I love the smell of pot tobacco. And I just got to be honest with you, I love to smell WD-40. That may be the reason for the struggles that you are aware of in my life, okay? But I would not encourage you to reel it, but you just know that it just lights you up when you just, right? It's just nice. WD-40 gets things moving that should be moving, while duct tape stops things that shouldn't be moving. Duct tape was created around D-U-C-K, around... World War II, it was actually created as, as a way to, for our soldiers to keep their ammunition boxes rid of moisture that would sneak in. And so the Johnson & Johnson Company uh, created duct tape as an adhesive that would go around our ammunition boxes and, and thus protect the, the ammunition inside of those from corrosion and rust and, and, and what have you. Um, after the war, there, the, it was soon found out that, that this duct tape could actually also be used in duct work, joining and, and serving as an adhesive and a seal for duct work in, in homes and businesses and whatever. And, and that is about the same time they changed from that army green to the silver that many of us are quite familiar with. Or for some of you, it has ladybugs on it. And for some others, it has stars and and, and, and what you do you, uh, I'm going to stick to the gray, but you have wallets. Some of you are carrying one in your pocket now that maybe your kid at that 
fifth grade business fair at school, just wowed all of their judges by that duct tape wallet. And well, it might be that gift that you received this morning when you woke up, dad, but, but we love duct tape. It has so many purposes and uses, does it not? I mean, it can repair things that are broken. It can fix screens that are broken. I've even read that this, this has even been used. You can, can, can use it as an arm sling for those of you that are in a, in a pinch and you might need something. Duct tape is useful. Things that are moving or things that are broken or things that shouldn't. Listen, it has a repair of just sealing it, bringing it and slowing it down and stopping it. Today, I want to talk to you about water displacement 40 and duct tape, D-U-C-K or D-U-C-T, whatever you want to call it. Duck, it was given duck because like water flows off of a duck's back, water, you get it. I want to talk to you today about some things in our lives that should be moving that maybe aren't. I want to talk to you about some things that maybe are going on in our lives that shouldn't be. You know, the reality is, I know for all of us, we, 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 we probably, if we're gut honest with ourselves, we'll say, you know, there, there, there's some things that I know I need to be about. Listen, I don't need another person to tell me, hey, you need to work out a little bit and, and quit eating so many drumsticks. You, you, you know the drumsticks, right? That sugar cone with the ice cream and that hardened, crunchy, come on, that's heaven, right? We know that there are some things we should start doing. And every one of us watching and listening today, we know that. What is that in your life? There's something that you know needs to be a part of your everyday life, but for whatever reason, it's not moving. Or, or, or maybe you used to be a part of doing something and you've just slowed down. And you know that once you start something, man, it is, isn't it not difficult to get it going again? And so for some of you today, you might just need a little shot of WD-40. It didn't sound so good. Or maybe there's some things that are present in your life and you're moving in a direction and there's some things that you're participating in and doing and you know that it's not good for you. Maybe it's destructive. Maybe it's caused some hurt and pain in relationships. Maybe it's caused some adverse whatever. You might need to just exercise and grab some of this fabric cloth that you can tear and strips and put on things and just slow something down or bring it to a halt. Today, I want to share with you some things that we should start doing. And I want to speak to dudes if that's okay today. So ladies, you don't leave for the exits right now. But, but in reality, I believe that these things that I want to challenge men with are probably good things for all of us. Is that okay? There are some things that I think that we need to start doing. First of all, I, I would just simply start here. Hey, men, you need to start pursuing God. You know, you drop the mic and go home after this, but I'm going to keep you because there's five other points too. But, but we, we need to start pursuing God. Listen, guys, listen, I know that you understand the word pursue. You pursue a, a, a achievement on the athletic fields or in the band hall or on a stage. You, 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 you pursue a, a, a someone of the opposite sex and try to woo, wow, and, 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 and engage her, right? You, you, you do those things. You know what it's like to pursue. You, 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 you want to be the best you can be in your field, whatever that employment might be. You want to climb the ladder. You want to grow. You want your name on the curb closest 
to the building and you want that corner office. We like to pursue excellence. We pursue things. We, 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 you know what it's like to go after with tenacity. What might happen in your life if with that same tenacity on the athletic field or in the band hall or in corporate America, what if you were to pursue God with that same tenacity? How might your life be better? How might it change? How might your circumstances and situations that you might find yourself in right now that are adverse? I'm just telling you, I'm just, life is better with Jesus. Come on, somebody. And three people. Thank you. Thank you. The rest of you. Come on. It's better. You were created by God and for God. And of all the things in life that you could look to for guidance, help, direction. I'm telling you, he already has it mapped out for you. What would it look like if he became your number one focus? Jesus encourages us with these words in Matthew chapter 22, beginning in verse 37. He says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Can I just tell you something? The greatest pursuit in your life ought to be God. But let me, let me just back up. Have you ever given your life to Jesus Christ? Let's just start there. Listen, it's, it's not about just worshiping and singing songs to God, but I'm telling you, without Jesus, come on, without Jesus, I'm telling you, there is no hope for you to live the life, the best life that you were created for. Do you understand that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus? Think about that. We got dads in the room. Can you imagine giving your one and only son to give up his life so that other people might live? That's what God did. That's why we bounce. That's why we get loud. That's why we get proud. We are so thankful for how much God loves us and the provision he's made for us through the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ. But I got to start there. Do you know Jesus? Have you come to that place in your life where you've humbled yourself? And listen, I know, I know you're all that. I get it. But I'm telling you, have you humbled yourself to the point where you say, you know what, I can't fix this relationship right now. I can't seem to get out of this conundrum that I'm in. I, I can't seem to, to find true joy and peace and happiness. Can I just say, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you guys are dialed in and watching us for wherever you are today in the world because Jesus is your answer. And until you settle that and until you start, until you give your life to Jesus and start pursuing God with everything about you, I'm telling you, you will simply miss out. Life is better with Jesus. Men, have you given your life to him? Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Say yes to Jesus. Let him come in and take over. God, lead your life. And I'm just telling you, watch how life, it's a trickle down effect, is it not? I don't know if y'all can handle the next ones. Start pursuing God. Secondly, I would say start serving others. Whew, that's hard for us, isn't it? Because I know that when we walk in a room, we're the most important person in that room. We're the king. Dad, you walk in from work and you sit down and you just expect, whew, 
the family just to sit at your feet. Meet for the king, dilly dilly. I mean, you just expect that service. You know, you do. But it's not about you. Here's what I have found in life. My life is, is not only better with Jesus, but, but, but I feel better about my life when I'm serving others. Keep in mind, so, because that's who Jesus was. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. That's what he came to do. He modeled it for us. He wasn't some crazy rabbi just tell you need to serve other. No, he did it. He modeled it. It wasn't a do as I say. It was a do as I do mentality with Jesus. That's what set him apart from the other rabbis. And I'm just telling you, if it was good enough for the king of kings for him to consider others, it might serve us well in 2022 to do the same. Because here's the reality. This room is littered. This room is filled. The internet is loaded today with you. Watch. Listen, you are gifted. You are talented. You have incredible abilities. There are strengths about you. And I'm telling you, shame on you to keep that to yourself and not to use your influence in the lives of someone else. I mean, it's, I'm glad that you're gifted and talented. I'm glad you're awesome. I'm glad you know all the words and you're pitch perfect. I'm ooh, awesome. But what are you doing to better the world around you with that? <sighs> Philippians 2, we know this is have the mind of Christ type of passage here, but I love these first two verses in three and four. It says, don't be selfish. Don't, don't, don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others as well. Hey, men, can I encourage you to do something? Start serving other people. Let's get past this mentality that it's all about us, and let's start. So yeah, when you do come home from work, start serving your wife and your family. Hey, serve in some sort of ministry around this church. Hey, I'm telling you, we need more men. I, I, I'm tired of ladies taking the lead in the local church. It's time for some men of God to rise up. As a man goes, so goes the nation. As a man goes, so goes the family. You wonder why your kids are jacked up? Now, I'm not going to say it. You know what I'm going to say. You cannot pass on what you do not possess. You serve serve well, serve others. Not only should you start pursuing God, not only should you start serving others, but you need to, you need to start loving well. Uh, you need to love your family well. In fact, men, can I just tell you something real quick? The, the greatest gift you can give your children is to love their mom. Your kids want to see that. They want to see dad love their mom and honor her and value her, not treat her as something less than and subordinate, not to treat her with language that's just not encouraging. The greatest gift we can give our kids is to love their mom, to, for you to love your wife. Let me, let me just run. This is, God says this. I'm not making this up, but Genesis 2.18, the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. 
And so I will make a helper who is just right for him. The Hebrew word was an azer, a completer. The woman was created for man because as great as Adam thought he was, he was at a loss for this thing to call a, I don't know, a platypus. What? And he needed somebody to come and fill in the gaps. He needed someone to help him and to complete him. Or as great, he just needed someone to help him make good decisions. And I mean, you say, yeah, but how did that go a chapter later? Well, yeah, we can talk about that another day. But, <laughs> but he needed an acer. Your wife, if you have one, is a gift from God. Treat her that way. In fact, Hebrews 13, 4 would say, give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and who commit adultery. It's going to go to the next verse because you know what to do with that. Proverbs 18, 22 says, the man who finds a wife finds a treasure. Dudes, do you see her that way? Do your kids know you see mama that way? He who finds a wife finds a treasure and he receives favor from the Lord. Hallelujah. Love your wife well. And I would say not just love, but you need to love other people well. Others. Hey, the church of Jesus Christ needs to grow in this area. We need to love other people well. It starts in this house. And it spreads from this house. Amen. Do you love the people in this room? We ought to love each other well. Romans chapter 12 says, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. That should be our response to one another. Guys, we need to start loving well. I, I, I want to just, this is bonus. I, you, you don't have this, but just go with me there. We, we oftentimes read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and it's the love chapter. We read it at weddings, and I love these verses, verses 4 through 8. And, and, and here, I'm going to take the word love out, and I'm just going to interject my name. You put your name where my name goes, and just listen to how we should love well. Jason is patient and kind. Jason is not jealous, he's not boastful, he's not proud, Jason is not rude. Jason does not demand his own way. Don't you sometimes just wish there were things in the Bible that weren't there? Jason does not demand his own way. Jason is not irritable. Jason keeps no record of being wronged. Jason does not rejoice about injustice, but he rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Jason never gives up. He never loses faith. He is always hopeful. And Jason endures through every circumstance. Church, we need to start loving others well. Start loving well. What do you need to start doing? I pray you would. Well, there's some things we need to stop as well. Yeah. Some things we need to stop doing. Some things that are taking place in our lives that just we need to, we need to, you know, you can actually duct tape somebody to a wall. Amen. We're, we, we ought to do that next Sunday. 
I thought about live altar sacrifices, but we're going to duct tape. Just kidding. Sorry. Our guests are going, oh, can we still make the Church of Christ church tomorrow? But now, you can actually duct tape people to the wall. That's how strong. Some of us need some of this in our lives, do we not? You, 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 You know what some of us need to stop doing? We need to stop trying to please people. Anybody struggle with that? Anybody eat up with the approval of others? It eats me up. And I don't know what it is. I, ladies, listen, I think every little boy's dream, every little boy lives, they want to hear their dad say, well done, right? Hector, you know you would love that, right? When your daddy, you know when your daddy thought you did a good job, did that, you felt like the king of the world, right? Titanic, right? You did. You were the king of the world, weren't you? Right? We all love that. If you were in athletics, We always wanted our coach to say, good job. God, you see how he did that? That's how every one of you, if all of y'all could, we love that approval. Hey, fans in the stands, whoa, if they start chanting your name, Hector, Hector, Migs, Migs. When they start chanting your name, and what happens is, and there's nothing wrong with attaboys and accolades, but the problem with us is that it's hard to turn that off, Dave. And we start living for that. And when people, I don't know if when you walk into the office tomorrow, people are going to be shouting your name, David, David. No, they're probably going to, ugh. They might turn and walk the other way, right? There he is. I was gone this week and my staff had a party without me. I don't know what that means. I'm the problem. But so many of us live for the approval of others. And the problem is, here's the deal. You're not always going to make people happy. And not everybody's always going to be on your side. And not everybody's always going to think you're the life of the party. Right? You're going to let people down. Have people let you down? It happens. So that's why I love what Paul writes in Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. He says, listen, obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If, if, if people pleasing, or if pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. Because you see, here's the deal. In order for us to please people in the world around us, we got to act like the world. And when I act like the world, I'm not acting the way that God wants me to act. Does that make sense to anybody but me? You, 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 you can't have it both ways. You, you, got, you got to choose one. I'm just telling you, it is futile for you to start keep living for the accolades of the crowd. You need to start living for the approval of heaven. Amen. Stop trying to please people. I would also say this. You need to stop acting like a boy. If I haven't offended you, this is the moment. No, you need to a lot of this. I struggle with these things also. Guys, it's time for us to grow up and stop acting like boys. What do I, I mean by that? Some of us are immature. We're, we're, we're still just, just immature, you know? Um, we, 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 we give up when things get hard. When, when we face a little bit of adversity or in, instead, of, instead of pushing through and enduring. Can I just tell you something? Tribulation is a part of life. You will face setbacks. You will face struggles. It's not easy. And, and, and for some of us, we don't want to grow up and oh, we pout. 
and we cry and we get frustrated and we quit. We need to stop being immature and we need to grow up and endure and persevere. Uh, we, we, we need to get past what I would call this, it's mine mentality. You, you, you know, any parents in the room? Come on, parents, yeah. You, you don't have to teach your kids these two words. It's mine. They just, listen, Blue's Clues didn't teach us that growing up, did it? But they know that, do they not? Watch little kids. It's happening right now in our preschool area. You know, that's my goldfish. Hey, you goldfish. You no, uh, they're, no, they're not doing that. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're training at warriors. In the but kids have this mind mentality. You know what happens? Some of us men in this room do as well. It's my weekend. This is my time off. Hey, can I just tell you something? You're not entitled to anything. Actually, you are. Death. For the wages of sin is? That's what we deserve. That's what you are entitled to. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, his son. Right? But listen, you're not entitled to a paycheck. You're, you're, you're not entitled to someone else's money. You're not entitled to a job. We need to grow up and get past this mind mentality. It's mine, 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 mine. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. You're not even yours. Believer, you've been bought with a price, somebody. You don't belong to yourself. Hey, those kids, they're not yours. You're saying, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Shonda. I mean, you're just excited about that, aren't you? You're glad they're not yours. We also need to stop and we, acting like a boy when it comes to a four-letter word. Porn. I said it. Send me the letters. I'll be glad to visit with you. It is consuming and dominating our culture today. And this is not just a dude problem, ladies. Statistics are it's rising faster in your gender than it is with males. Okay? But it's Father's Day, so I want to talk to dudes. So I should have said this at Mother's Day, but I'm too nice and I don't want to. But I got it in there, okay? Guys, I'm telling you, pornography twists reality. And it changes the way that we should treat women. The way we should view women. Pornography perverts your view of what sex is. And it makes you think things that... It just, it's a distortion. Hey, listen, you need to get a real woman and treat her the right way. Stop acting like a boy and grow up. First Corinthians 13, 11 says, when I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put childish things away. Quit playing with your toys. And let's grow up and be men. Stop acting like a boy. Are we okay so far? <laughs> I got one more. Stop. stop. Uh, got one more. Men, you need to stop isolating yourselves. We need community. 
We need other men in our lives. Listen, I pray if you're married that your spouse is your best friend. I pray that she is your confidant. I'm just telling you, within the last three years of my life, I have found that my relationship with my spouse and with my girls are better when I start to share things. I'm tired of trying to protect. I'm tired of trying to insulate. And I'm just telling you, my relationship went to the next level when I saw that she was my ally and not my enemy. You need that in your life, but you also need other men in your life. Why is it, men, that when we find, why do we isolate ourselves? You know what? It's because of pride. I don't want anybody to see my weaknesses. Hey, my marriage is on the rocks, but you know what? I'm not going to share that with anybody. I'm just going to work harder, suck it up. I'm going to put some duct tape on it because that's what homeboy said. No, it doesn't work that way. You need other people in your life to encourage you. Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Hey, dudes, can I just ask you something right now? In your worst moment, maybe it is right now, do you have somebody you can call? Who are you reaching out to? Cameron, you're nodding your head. You've got somebody like that. You need people like that. You're not good enough to endure and make it on your own. Even Job had some friends, and for the first few days, they were good friends because they just sat with him. <laughs> Their problems started when they started yapping and giving him wrong advice, right? But, but you need somebody like that. You need what I call ash heap friends, friends that will just sit with you on the ash heap. You need that. Do you have those people in your life? I love what Proverbs chapter 18 verse 1 says in the message translation. It says, loners who care only for themselves spit on the common good. You know the enemy wants to isolate you and pull you away from a tribe and a pack and a community group. You know that, right? Come on, we've seen those Mutual of Omaha videos and some of you are going, what is he saying? Yeah, it's Google it. Um, but, but we remember that that's the enemy attacks, the lion attacks when he gets one secluded from the rest of the pack. And that's when he devours. And that's what Satan wants to do with you. Hey, dads, can I tell you something? Coming together with the body of Christ on Sunday should not be an option for you. It should be, it's what my house will do. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord and we're going to be in the house of the Lord and we're going to praise and we're going to worship and I'm going to lead the way. We're going to do this. You need people like that in your life. And let me just remind you, even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. Even Walker, Texas Ranger had, I don't remember what the other dude's name was, but Walker's bad, but he had even a sidekick, did he not? Somebody James. help me out with that. What's his name? James? 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 His name was James? Trevette? That's better. That's the nickname. Yeah. I mean, he's like Rambo or something like name like that. But when you're Walker, Texas Ranger, you don't, but he had someone. You need that in your life, dudes. Quit isolating yourselves and find community. Find a tribe. What are some things you need to stop doing? You need to stop living for the approval of people. Do you need to stop acting like a boy? Do you need to stop maybe isolating yourselves? Hey, listen, on your way out today, you pick up whichever one of these means the most to you. You need to start something? Start it. Grab it. Something you need to stop? Take these as just a reminder. I, I want to invite everybody to stand, and I want to do something kind of crazy today. Pastor Allen, is it okay if we go crazy?
We're not bringing snakes or anything like that out, I promise you. But, but hey, I want to invite the men to come down the front today. Come on, man, let's go. Dudes, come down. Now, I'm not going to make you. You don't have to if you don't want to, but I'm going to call you men down. Because here's the deal. I think it's time for men to rise up and lead our culture. I, 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 I'm tired of men not being who we've been called to be. And it's time for us. Do we want to see a change in our nation? We want to see a change in our homes and our families. We want to see a change in the workplace and on school campuses. We want to see a change. Listen, it's going to happen when the men of God rise up and be who we've been called to be. And, and I want you to know, heaven is looking down on you today. And he's wanting you to be that man that makes a difference. I love this quote from John Wesley. John Wesley said, give me just 300 men who love God, hate sin, and fear nothing. And we could set the world on fire. I wonder if we could be those men. I wonder if we could be those men that would rise up, be champions of the faith. We would build our families well. We would love as we've been called. We're going to serve we're going to humble ourselves and seek the Lord. We're going to worship. We're going to sing. Calling on the God of Jacob, whose love endures through generations. Men, let's rise up.